All right, everybody, Michael Lee here, Backwoods Life Podcast. I'm joined by the ever lovely Kevin Knight. <laughs> Y'all thought I was going a different direction with that one, didn't you? But anyway, uh, Kevin's here and Anna's back. That's two weeks in a row. Y'all write it down. Take a picture. We, like I told her uh, before, Kevin, this we she is only here for clickbait. It uh, the fact you said Anna's back means y'all done left me out of one, so I'm behind the times. This was one of those. That's okay. We we literally decided to hey let's do one right now, and we did it like five minutes later, and it was a train wreck, and here we are. Well, I did sorry. not think it was a train wreck. I was joking. Oh, okay. Calm down. Don't get your feelings hurt. It's just day two. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of y'all listening, this is the Backwoods Life Podcast, cast, class, whatever the crap. I can't talk today. Like Episode 50-something. Let's just throw that out there. You know, everybody says when you hit episode 100 with your podcast, like you've made it. At this rate, we're never going to get to 100. Yeah, we well, will. You know, we do one about every 47 and a half days. So, I mean, shoot. We're right on track for that in about 2031. That's why we got Anna here. She can keep us on task and doing these things. That's your job. So all the money that comes in off this podcast, we'll give it to Anna. That sounds fair. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, Let, let's just give her all the money it's made so far. Well, I'll just, I'm out give her every bit it's making right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless we start an OnlyFans podcast or something, that's all about whether we're going to make any money on this thing. Hey, I can't, I can't combine, I can't combine my businesses. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans where people pay me not to show stuff. <laughs> So far, I'm making a lot. I just can't tell you guys. It's, it's it's really rolling in. So, I I on a, uh, I think me and you talked the other day or something. No, well, you told me I think, but then I talked to Philip, and and Philip didn't know what OnlyFans really was. Yeah. Yeah. And no, like he, he did not. He he was talking to me one day. He's like, "Man, I was talking to Anna, <laughs> and like, Bad. I thought these girls just posted pictures of whatever they're doing, and you know, maybe some bikinis or whatever." But good lord. <laughs> the truth has been revealed. <laughs> and I was like, how do you think Kevin and I met? Oh. Hey, revenue producer. Wow. Hey, $20 is $20, y'all. Okay, this is a Backwoods Life podcast. We have completely derailed. <laughs> no, this is exactly how our podcast oh, always goes. You never know what's going to happen. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, right. If you haven't listened before, it does get better, I hope. If not... You probably yep. want to turn this thing off and not listen ever again, but that's just how it is. Yeah. We're not responsible for any derailment. Yeah. You, yeah. When you hit play, you agreed to all terms. That's right. If you don't believe me, just look in your Apple agreement. <laughs> so anyway. And if, you're listen, and if you're listening to this podcast, just be glad you're not watching the YouTube version with the on camera options. <laughs> Yeah, because Kevin's in his bikini over here jiggling stuff that nobody wants to see. Actually, for you listeners, I am in my FFA t-shirt in well, honor of that, that, no, the National FFA convention going on right now. Yep, it is. I saw that. And for y'all listeners, I'm wearing a Southbound Brewing Company t-shirt because I like beer. And I'm wearing a workout tank top because I just came from the gym. And she swole up. 
<laughs> Again, Anna's here for clickbait. Oh, shoot. That's the only chance we got. Really, the only chance we have to make it in this thing is by having her on this thing. So you're saying that this doesn't get clicks? <laughs> Kevin referencing his face? Absolutely not. <laughs> we would be better off just showing mine and your mounts the whole podcast, Kevin, than actually us. <laughs> probably right. I mean, I, that, that's that's probably would help us a lot more than anything. And then Anna can just be Anna with her hey y'all in the background there. And everybody's hey, like, oh, isn't she precious? Flip the heart. <laughs> That's the southern thing. Anyway, okay. Um, today we decided that we were going to just catch up a little bit, and then we'll dive into a couple of topics. But we, Anna, has been the first one to punch a Georgia tag, Kevin. Well, I mean, I have hunted in Georgia for all of an hour and a half so far this season. Well, she uh, probably hunted like thirty minutes and beat both of us. <laughs> that could well, be true. Could be- she picked the right 30 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Opening day rifle season, 30 minutes. Right after day, like 30 minutes. I get a text with a bullet, empty bullet hole. I'm like, oh, well, somebody got shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I let some lead fly. So what happened? Tell us the story. Well, you know, opening morning of gun season here in Georgia and went down south to Dooley County. Never hunted there before, so I'm super excited about that. Got my first you, Dooley you, County. You did yeah. have permission to hunt the property, right? Absolutely. Okay, I'll just, me and Kevin, yeah. you know, sometimes it's subjective. Yeah. So nobody come at me. I'll come back. But, um, yeah, so uh, anyways, hunted some pretty pines, had a cotton field next to me, and, uh, you know, just scanning the area, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm looking through my binoculars, and I, I see a deer, and then um, I see another deer, and that one actually got my attention. And I was like, man, look how thick his neck is, blah, 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 you know. So I'm not going to make this story super long. But anyways, I sat there and watched him for 30 minutes too long because I couldn't make up my mind. I'm going to be honest. And I always minutes, t- Kevin? Yes. This deer weighed like 700 pounds. Yeah, I have seen pictures of this yeah. deer and it should have been a no-brainer. It should not be. Well, let me think about this. Let me do my nails over here in the stand. Let this guy eat a little bit more kern. For anybody watching, but those listening, I do not have my nails done. It's sad. (laughs) But but no. So okay. So I saw the first buck, and I was like, "Well, that's a pretty eight point buck." Like, and he was young, and man, he came out, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I seen the second one as I'm scanning with my binoculars, and all you know, all I saw was like just thick body, like thick neck. I could see his um just he was dark and i was like oh my god he was just he was just big he was thick and, and juicy it, Kevin. he was thick juicy and bucks. juicy let me tell Which you usually so, an indicator to shoot that one and not think about it for 30 minutes <laughs> i had to make sure his head was down his head was down so i couldn't see and all i see y'all is he's just tearing up the limbs he's he's his head's going back and forth and i'm like oh my gosh my heart's starting to sink i'm starting to, i'm panicking and um my heart starts racing and Man. So anyway, so I'm like trying to get my phone out of my pocket and get my gun up. And I'm like, what is this? Why like, are you I got getting your rack. phone out? What do you need your phone Stop. for? <laughs> so, this is deer hunting. You don't have to take pictures of it. I know. But I wanted to text Philip, who's sitting in the other stand, like, you know, 100, 200 yards away, whatever. And um, 
so you know i'm sitting here watching him and he finally picks his head up and i was like whoa okay and uh i was tr trying to get like a full frontal view i just had to be sure i just i just sometimes y'all i just doubt myself and i just have to make sure so i'm texting philip and <laughs> i see another buck come out and i'm like what is happening okay another buck comes out i'm watching big boy in the middle got little boy got you know the other pretty boy little and small boy and small boy size, and super size and extra large whatever oh my gosh okay and for those of you all who hunt and you've been out there hunting and you've got does that all of a sudden pop out and they want to look at everything from you know here to there i have a doe who comes up beside me and she's got her yearling and she's looking at me and i'm trying not to move it was just it was crazy and then i have more does coming out from the right into a field next and then you know i'm texting philip back and forth and the buck that i'm watching we call him shawty we saw him on camera and we just called him shawty so we are going to reference him as shawty and so he's just back there eating grazing got his head down whatever and you know these these does are moving in they're trying to get to the corn and i've got this pretty eight pointer who wants to he decides to start nosing after one of the does and y'all, he's like, he's like on her. And then the little bucks kind of fall on him and looking at him like, I want some of this action too. So anyway, so I'm just trying to like monitor all the eyes in the field and keep my eyes also set on Shawty over here. And Kevin, uh, Kevin why has she not shot this deer yet? I was about to say, <laughs> it should be irrelevant because he I mean, should be flopping I on the ground. You know, I don't care what his name is. I don't care who else is out there. He should be kaboom, boom, boom. This is just giant freaking deer. He's just going to let him go out. I mean, I respect oh. letting it do his thing and put on a little show or whatever. But even <laughs> us in the video where I would have been like, are you on him? Yes. Done. I know. Don't I know? You know, I'm getting so much harassment over this. Um, so anyway. And the safety ain't even clicked off yet. No. Your gun probably ain't even up. <laughs> probably got a goat cover on. No. Okay. Should so I shoot him? I just I, ain't sure. Is that a shawty? I can't like tell. It's only the biggest deer on the whole freaking place, but I don't know if that's him or not. <laughs> oh gosh y'all so anyway we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit and so finally i was, I was texting philip and he's like if you don't shoot this deer i am giving you a gold star for holding out on him and i was like mm. okay yep. all right well, hold on you know and i was like i said this this is him right this is him this is the one we've been watching he's like yes because we have our spy point camera also set up on the feeder and it's triggering pictures at this point and philip can see him coming in he's like yes that is him and he's going why are you not shooting he, already he did he said what are you waiting for is what the text message said <laughs> i said hold on well actually i'm sorry i didn't say anything because by this time i had my gun up and I saw it on my watch. Yes, I had my gun up. Praise the Finally. Lord. Finally. Hallelujah. And so anyway, I said, all right, hold on. Well, now, y'all, now the buck decides. Shawty decides to turn around and show me his rear end. And so I can't shoot. And so I'm waiting. I'm waiting forever. The does have just kind of like wandered off because they done got a little skittish. And then they probably that's all this blonde woman up in the stand texting. Should I shoot this deer so much? They said, <laughs> we better leave. <laughs> and so 
All right. So I'm watching him, watching him, y'all. And I'm looking, I'm getting like, I'm set up and ready. I'm looking through my scope. I'm just waiting. I done took it off safety and I've just, I've got my crosshairs on him. I'm just waiting on him to turn to the side. And so while I'm watching him, I've got that pretty eight pointer going back and forth in my, in the background. And I'm like, if you don't move and I'm like, what is happening right now? I literally felt like I was on the backwards life TV show for a moment. I had deer everywhere and just bucks no, in the- you, you were not on backwards life because that deer would have been dead 20 minutes earlier. We'd have been taking hero pictures by now. Yeah. We'd have been high-fiving and hollering and whooping and everything by now. Oh man, y'all. So, all right. So he finally, he turns and he turns and I was like, that's all I I need to let the bullet fly. He ran about 50 yards and he died. Or, you know, he, whatever. He died. Yeah. You killed them. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. So. This ain't no nature hugging show, but I thought it was there for a minute. Would you tell that story? So, so, of course, Phillip's, so, you know, Phillip's texting me, all right, stay calm. I'm coming. And I'm like, stay calm. <laughs> oh, so, you can lose your mind now. It's over with. <laughs> yeah. So, Deer went running everywhere and he went, you know, that direction. So we get down and go track blood trail and game over. That was it. Yay. So, so for those listening, this is like, like I said, this was my first uh, Dooley County buck, never hunted Dooley County. He was over 200 pounds, super huge. And if you've seen my pictures online or whatever on Instagram, like, I'm not a tiny woman. I'm kind of big. So any of my, if that helps you reference size she, in a deer. She's tall, like, y'all. She's not big. <laughs> she's tall. There's a difference. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. Big. So, and his, yeah, I'm his, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a, he was a mainframe 10-pointer. It's real pretty and um, real thick and heavy. And like I said, he was just, he's the biggest deer I've ever taken as far as body-wise, body size. Um, so He was a mature deer, and I was super proud of that. And uh, his G3 on his left side was broke off, but. Oh, should have shot him. I didn't. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> there went your gold star. That was it. Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. So I was super happy. We loaded them up, took them to the processor. And actually, I got to go pick up my deer meat today. It's ready. So I'm excited. Anna, in the words of Big Mike Lee, I knew you could do it. I just didn't know it'd take you so long. <laughs> I know. I'm I just right. I just Look, I had to be sure. When I'm sitting there, Kevin, you Kevin probably well, we're about the same. Used to, I was the guy that like, is he in there? Is he on the camera? Yeah, boom. That was it. There wasn't no milk and nothing. Turkeys would die even faster than that. They were just like, turkey boom. Did you get that? Okay, cool. <laughs> I've gotten better, especially on turkeys. I milk that out a little bit. Deer is still subjected to the situation. But I that's a lot. But I, I respect it though. I respect it. I just one of the things where you did better than we would have done. There's well, there's no being better. This, I respect everybody's it different because I respect it because he didn't get away. That's if that's he had true. gotten away, we'd be fussing at you big time instead of just picking on you. I wouldn't be fussing at you because it's your hunt. You can do it however you want to. And if he gets away, then that's on you. That's not on me. But I'd just be still going, Why did you not shoot him sooner? <laughs> well because I, just... I don't I don't know if y'all know this, but killing a big deer in Georgia is not easy and you no. don't get many opportunities correct so I you, can 
You have to capitalize on the opportunity as soon as it's presented. Right. Now, in your situation, that may be a piece of property that deer been there forever and stay there forever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But most of the deer that we know know about on camera or whatever, you don't get many chances at them. Yeah. But you did, and it was a great hunt and a great day, and I was very yeah. happy to get that text. And then I saw the body size of that rascal, and I was like, Alan's <laughs> going to be cooking us deer meat now. That's right. Did y'all score him? No, not yet. Um, I'm picking him up today. Did anybody got an idea? Guess? Mm, maybe 130. I don't know. I was going to say mid 30s. Yeah. Kevin's going to look up the picture. But he looks like, I mean, an old deer, though. I mean, he's not like a three year old or four year old. I think that deer's got to be at least five. Just based on uh, the pic, you know what I mean? Looking at the pictures that Philip showed me on trail camera, his balls were six years old. <laughs> Giant. Down there between his daggum kneecaps. He couldn't help and it. For yeah. anybody that is not familiar in the hunting world, they would be the same age as the rest of him. Maybe. Because <laughs> how big the balls are. Lord, and it's our podcast, um, so yes, we can say what we want to. That's right. Look, looking at Anna's wonderful picture of her dead deer here, <laughs> I'm gonna say he's in the high 130s. That's what I said. I, I thought he was in the 40s originally, but then I started. Well, the thing that throws you off on that one is how big the freaking deer is. Well, I will go to uh. Buck chasers in Illinois in their orientation for now. This is for Illinois, not Georgia. Exactly. But most of the time, their G4s, if they're at least four to five inches long, they're 140 plus, is what they tell people. And uh, he's got pretty good G4s on him. So I'm going to call him a 138 and 7 eighths. There you go. You just <laughs> contradicted what you said. Well, he broke off his tine, so, you know. That's an inch. <laughs> like an inch. I said 135 to start with. I'm going to stick with that. I hope he's bigger, honestly. I mean, without looking at the deer in person, it's hard to tell. You can't – I mean, the people that go out there and try to score a deer from a picture, come on. I mean, yeah. you can try, but that doesn't matter because until you touch it and see it, you don't know. I don't know how many deer I've seen on trail camera, and then when we shoot them – and they're like 10 inches smaller. I've only got, I got one deer that's right up here that I killed. Yeah, right there. Uh, when I shot him, he was substantially bigger than what I thought he was on trail camera. Everybody else has usually been a disappointment. I'm just saying, when you're watching OnlyFans, their objects aren't, may not be as big as they appear. That's right. <laughs> and I also, also will say that, uh, it depends on the photographer when you're scoring off of a picture. Because we've oh, been doing this long enough to know oh, you yeah. could take a 140-inch buck and we could make him look 120 or we That's could make good. him look 180. I'm not I'm not dissing on your photographer, Anna, but me and Kevin could have made that deer look. No. He would have well, been a booner if we, we had been there. We need some, uh, me and Philip need some picture training. taking. Yeah, he needs some training. Some training, yeah. <laughs> because training. we took several with like one of my cameras and then our phones. I felt like he got better pictures with his cell phone, actually. But 
we we flipped him and like facing towards the sun and away from the sun. Anyways, and like all of them, they look different. Like his size it, and everything. Look, it's just. I'll see if I got an example. Example. And I also will tell you, every buck has a perfect angle. You just have to find it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that one, Kevin, because I've like killed a few deer this season already, and we're we've we've taken photos, and you can make a deer look horrible without much effort, but when you find the right angle, that jerker looks. I mean, ridiculous. So my buddy Rick was went to Kentucky with me. He killed this buck um, the other day. I don't know if y'all might have seen that picture. On, uh, it's kind of bright on there. But anyway, y'all probably saw that on Instagram whatever. That, I mean, look, he is, it's a Pope and Young deer, no doubt. But, like, that picture makes that deer look really good. Not that it was a small deer, but it, I mean, it, you know, that picture makes him look as best as you can make that deer look. But I could have taken pictures, you know, from three different angles and made them look way different. Um, Kevin killed deer up in Wisconsin a few weeks ago. I mean, the deer weighed 286 pounds. So, I mean, the freaking body on this guy was stupid. But, I mean, what did he score, Kevin? 130? We haven't actually put a tape on him, but I'm going to. I think the consensus was we expect him to be in the one thirties, but uh it's hard to know. Take take give or take, you know, he's between one twenty five and one thirty five, we'll say that. But you go and look at some of our pictures of that deer, he looks way bigger, but he's a very photogenic deer. Like he's just got a tight rack, it's tall, got good mass, got good times. And then you see I killed a deer up there too, and he's super wide, but he's got a bunch of short tines and he scores more than Kevin's, but you can't, you know what I mean? It's just all about photos. So next time you kill deer on, we hope we're there. Yeah. We're, we, I need photo training. <laughs> but do you know what the ultimate lesson is? Shoot the deer. It don't matter. It don't, it don't matter. matter if he scored 110 or 180. You see all those deer behind Kevin on the wall. They're all 115. But yeah, look they're good all just 115s. Yeah. I just, whenever I got them mounted, I put them at a perfect <laughs> angle to make them look their best. <laughs> See that turkey right there? Ridiculous. That's a 16 inch beard, but I just, I don't want him to look that big. It's just what it is. You know why? Because all the haters that you run into on the internet. Exactly. Anna, have you ever been attacked by haters on any of your social media? Um, A little bit. Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. But you know what, what seems to me, Kevin, since you brought that up, they seem to target women first. Like, like, like women are weak or something. I uh, I can say that I've seen some of that, but I think that, I mean, we're in a new age of hate that they have no care. They hate everybody. Well, and the only reason I say that, and I want Anna to definitely interject on this top, this side of that, but like Bonnie McFerrin's a good friend of ours that uh, her and her husband Mike do Legends of the Fall and their family. They posted a picture of one of a deer Bonnie killed this season in Texas. Free range, no fences, but cow fences, you know, barbed wire. Um, I've been on the ranch. I've probably been where she killed the deer. Um, and man, she got like so much hate. They, they piled on her with, you know, the high fence comments, which weren't true. 
you know, hunting over bait, hunting out of ground blind. Don't you're a woman. You got somebody to hold your hand that should hold, helps you do everything. You don't know how to put up a stand. You don't know how to shoot a bow. <laughs> All this stuff right here. Bonnie has killed as bigger deer than freaking any of us have killed. I mean, she's killed 200 inch deer almost every year. Um, she knows what she's doing. Mike, yes, Mike helps her, but that's what you're supposed to do with your hunting partner. I help Kevin all the time. I'm a great caddy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, my hand. If it makes me kill 200 inch deer, <laughs> you hold both of my hands. I right. don't care. <laughs> but my point with that is they jumped all on Bonnie because she was a female. It seems like the antis are one thing, but then the haters are another because they think a woman, you're going to hurt their feelings and they're just going to cave in and delete the post. What do you think, Anna? Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, what do I think about the haters? Hating on just women? A, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, any of that. I mean, I, there's, I feel like we all can agree that hate stems from jealousy. <laughs> um and ignorance so there's no sense in attacking anybody male or female but yeah i see it i see it online and you know what she's she's a strong woman and i'm sure she'd be like she's probably like me we just ignore that crap well actually um beth was the one that told me about it Beth, said, hey look on bonnie's the the post with bonnie's deer and look at all the comments i mean you got a crap ton of likes now don't get me wrong there were tons of positive comments and tons of likes and a lot of you know positive stuff on there but then you had all these dingleberries come out of the woodwork and and yeah. they like i text bonnie um i said hey don't sweat them if they get vulgar just block them yeah exactly but, but don't like let them get it out of their system because usually the other people will come to their rescue like on our page a lot of times on the backwards life page if if an anti-hunter comes in there and be like oh my god you're you're a murderer or whatever People will comment like, why are you even on this page? Why why are you even commenting on that? You're ignorant. And sometimes I have to hold back the people that are defending us because they'll just get straight mean to the anti-people. And then I start feeling a little bit bad for them. Like, hey man, that's ruthless. Right. You know? We had a we had a this has been years ago, but we had um an email that somebody sent in. Uh it was late one night. I don't even remember how long ago it was, but this guy wrote in and was like, uh you call yourself a big man shooting a defenseless animal. Just just wrote this this paragraph or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make make an example here. So I copied and pasted the email with the guy's email address on our Facebook page. I'm like, hey y'all, this is a lovely message that we got through email last night. What do y'all think? And it got bad. Like <laughs> the the hunters jumped on that thing. Uh and I was, I was, you know, working or whatever. I just posted and didn't even think about it. Somebody called me, like, "Hey, man, that post is going crazy with comments." And like these people were like, "Screw that guy!" I mean, it, it, it was those people just straight belligerent on there. Mm -hmm. So somebody on there used the email address to look up the domain, and this was, the, and the guy had his own personal website, had his phone number on there. These people started calling the guy. Oh, I'm talking like. You're a piece of crap. How dare you? I mean, like, I was I didn't know any of this was going on. Oh wow. Right. Finally, the guy email I emailed the dude back or whatever back then. I was like, hey, thanks for watching. We just agree to disagree on our opinions. Have a nice life. You know, basically just being the bigger person. The guy emails me back like later that evening and says, I want to sincerely apologize for sending that message. 
I'd had too much to drink last night. And I sent that in without really thinking about it. And now I'm getting death threats. Oh, crap. I was like, all right, man, I I, I hate that. And since we're on our own podcast, I can say what we want to do was homosexual on top of that. So that did not help. I'm not saying that's right by any means or wrong, but I'm just saying like that made people maybe attack him even more. So that that I, I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, okay, man, like like you know, I don't have any problem if you, if you if you know you you with other dudes, that's your preference, that's your deal. I'm not gonna hate any of that. I just I mean you just disagreeing because you you you're anti hunting and I'm not. But you y'all know the ignorance in the world, especially just probably a decade ago. I mean, this dude got it. Like he got hammered by the. I felt bad for him at the end. I was like, all right, you know, I, I forgive you for your ignorant comment, and I didn't really know all that or I mean I still did what I did to kind of stand up for hunters and the stuff that we've got to deal with but it was a whole nother level with that one I was like all right y'all we uh, I'm gonna rethink this in the future so well I saw something similar to that yesterday on Facebook somebody had posted a picture from their blind and you know they had a food plot out in front of their blind they had a feeder there uh it was in a state obviously that allowed baiting and feeding and somebody had commented that's not hunting and of course he shared their comment you know to say hey what does everybody think about this and everybody dove on it well the guy that had commented well that's not hunting that's not how you do it he was a hunter but that wasn't how he hunted so he decided to jump on and bash this and so then for the next 24 hours they all bailed back and forth fighting hunters fighting each other about dang the right way to hunt and the wrong way to hunt i mean to me that's a stupid stupidest thing on the planet i, I was listening to uh, the horny deer sense podcast yesterday with our buddy um scott pratt and he had oh um kyle hankins from the boot hill podcast um these guys are big backwards life fans and they're good guys and i was listening to them talk yesterday and kyle was even thrown out there something along these same lines but he was thinking talking more about you know, a 13 year old boy shooting his first deer with a bow might be a little basket rack eight and people hating on him and you know, doing stuff like that. But he was saying, you know, hunter numbers decline and and uh, the only uptick in numbers was due to COVID when nobody, you know, didn't have anything else to do. But at, before that, we were losing about 2 million license sales a year. That's that's where the trend was going. And I think a lot of it has to do, well, there, well, there's several variables, I think. I think one is land access and the pricing now of what it costs to hunt. I mean, we all know how much, you know, it costs lease-wise and, if you want to try to plant food plots and, you know, have feeders going, I mean, it's a, it's an expensive hobby. Um, then you get into the equipment side and heck you used to go buy a brand new rifle for maybe $500 and a scope on it. And now a decent rifle set up, just a rifle itself is going to cost you a grand, you know, and, and up. So, I mean, th there's a barrier to entry now that's like never before. And they say hunter numbers are going down and I'm not going to disagree with the stats, but the flip side of that is, Try to go find somewhere to hunt right now. Like, go down the road. Just pick a spot. Stop knocking on the door. Hey, do you mind if I hunt at your house? It's either going to be a no, because my family hunts there. No, because I don't allow hunting, or I've already got it leased out. Somebody that, probably that, already has it leased. Exactly. I'm not saying you can't find anywhere, but I, your odds are more than not that it's going to be a no on some level. And I'll throw another variable out there. You know, I agree. 
it's a lot more expensive these days to hunt than it used to be. There's not as much public land. And just, I mean, even licenses and stuff are way more expensive than they used to be. But also, you know, when we were growing up, you had some Little League baseball you could play in the spring. And if you were in a big enough area, you might have a little bit of football you could play in the fall. But other than that, we didn't have many options on things to do. Now, you know, we've got kids growing up and shoot. Seems like every year they come up with something new that's an option. You know, the kids, they might want to play soccer or basketball or badminton or throw darts. I mean, there's a bajillion options out there now of things to do. Well, and, I, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, because there's, you know, options out there for kids to keep them busier than sitting on their phone all the time or getting into trouble. But, I mean... I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, when you really boil it down to it, even even the cost of say, hey, the three of us, we want to go book a, a elk hunt because me and Ed Kevin were talking about you know elk hunting earlier today on the phone. I mean, I've been waiting almost twelve years to find a good spot to go elk hunting to cash in all these Wyoming points, and I haven't found one yet. That and I'm, I mean, I've been saving too because it's going to cost me at least seven or eight thousand dollars just to go on the hunt plus everything else. That, that's just the barrier to entry if you want to go hunting. The days that, I mean, I remember when we first started, dude, remember our first antelope hunt we went on? We, like, bought leftover uh, over-the-counter tags in Wyoming, and we went out there and hunted public land. So we had hotel rooms. I think our licenses were a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Yep. And we went antelope hunting. Like, we, had, we, flew, say. we flew to Denver, but, I mean – you know? Yeah, I bet airplane, hotel, and license, we might have had a thousand twelve hundred dollars in that hunt. And there is no way you could do that now. No. Even if you drove out there, you're gonna pay more than that because gas is through the roof. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know I don't know what the future's gonna hold. I mean, I hate to say it. Hunting might turn into a rich man's sport for us over with. In a lot of places, it already is. Well, I mean, if you want the best, you want the top quality, unless you got family dirt or know somebody that lets you hunt, if you were going to go out and lease a piece of property or go on a hunt, I mean, I, you know, like um, I was telling somebody the other day, like King Ranch in South Texas, which they, they've been around for, gosh, I don't even know how long. Um, probably some of the best deer hunting in, in the United States. I think, I think we can agree on that. Um, if you wanted to go book a hunt to kill a trophy buck on there right now, just picked up phone and called their hunting office. They would be like, who are you? You can't, you can't hunt here. Like you don't, you don't know anybody. You haven't been referred by anybody. We can do a management hunt, five grand management. Hunt. But if you want to go kill a Boone and Crockett deer, it's going to cost you 15, $20,000. For deer, man. I mean, I'd rather go. I'd rather rather go hunt in my backyard right here and shoot a basket rack eight point and put some meat in the freezer and have me a cool little deer rack than right. yeah. spend that kind and, of money. And then seeing these prices really discourages people and just especially newbies or heck, it's discouraged yeah. me and Philip sometimes because I'm like, oh my word, this is just it gets insane, you know. But I mean leasing leasing property. I mean we're we're lucky that our, our our lease that we we all have, it's not crazy priced. You know we got some good people we lease from two good landowners and they're fair, 
But just like that Dooley County property stuff in that area, I know it goes for thirty, forty dollars an acre to lease, you know, property. Where over where we're at, it might be ten to fifteen dollars an acre. Well, we don't have. I mean, the reason for that too is the size of deer. I mean, we're in a part of Georgia that's not going to grow two hundred and twenty-five pound bucks all the time. Yeah. You know. Right. I don't know um, as much as that daggum antler king rack maker and deer and elk pellets. They eat. They all the way daggum two hundred pounds, isn't they? They yeah. all the way about three seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, we we have fed them jerkers. We 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 fed we fed it almost probably close to four tons. Nice. In twenty two, I know we fed three because that's what we had on, on the trailer at one time. Wow. <laughs> and it's yep. all gone. Yeah. And they ate every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the dang hogs, you know, but and the raccoons. We have a healthy yeah. raccoon population. Uh that's what I was gonna say. Another thing I, I, I saw a post, I think Nick Munt made it the other day. Um yes. with all the raccoons in that trail yes. camp. It was probably what fifteen raccoons in that picture, I bet. That was yeah. insane. Yeah, that's that's what that's why turkey numbers are getting kicked in the cajonas right now. We've got to start getting rid of some of these. I mean, I, I, I hate it. I mean, I think raccoons are fuzzy little cute animals, but I don't care. I'll shoot them in the head. I mean, we got to get they rid gotta of them. they got to eat something, though, and they yeah. eat a lot of turkey eggs. They do. I, I'm I, I'm looking at it like raccoons, possums, and people talking about don't shoot possums. They eat ticks. They eat turkey eggs, too. Yeah. Period. Uh, hogs, we all know. They got to go. And right. then armadillos. I think armadillos will, will eat turkey eggs from what I, I've heard. I've never seen that, but I think it's a possibility. So we got to start doing our part on these daggum uh, predators and varmints, if you will. Well, right. and ac according to uh, Google, the opossums don't eat as many ticks as it's been led to believe. They will eat one if they come across it, but they ain't running around eating thousands of them like people say. Right. And uh, Did you imagine eating a tick? No, I cannot. And I hope to not ever. But uh, also, while we're talking about Google, you know, the King Ranch that you just were talking about, it was founded in 1853 by uh, one Captain Richard King. Almost 200 years in. Great <laughs> job, Kevin, jumping in there with that Google fact of the episode. <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, but, um, but you know, and, and the King Ranch is 800 and something thousand acres, too. Wow. So, 825,000. I was close. I was off by 25,000. Well, I couldn't have guessed it. <laughs> but anyway, we, we got we to gotta, we work to do, y'all. As hunters, as conservationists, and property managers. Like, it's a full-time daggum job. And that's just talking about the uh, killing the critters. As far as all the internet haters, we got work to do just as general human beings. Mm -hmm. Quit hating. I, I just think, I was talking about, me and, me and Rick were talking about this on our drive back from hunting the other night. Um, I don't, we were talking about actually the book of Revelations in the Bible and how it talked about the three uh, wise men that everybody would see die, killed in the street, something along those lines. I don't know if y'all have ever dug that deep in there or not. You know, no, you're not. You're not familiar. Okay, I just want to see if y'all familiar with that. But there's a part of Revelations that say everybody will see this. 
I, and I remember reading about it a long time ago and hearing about it, but he brought that back up. And uh, you know how it is. You're driving for nine, eight or nine hours. You're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So we got into that. And um, you got to think back when, not even as far back as when all that was written, but even the fact that, in, in, say, 30, 40 years ago, before cell phones were a thing, our grandparents, whatever, would think, man, how's that even going to be possible? How can how can everybody in the world see something at one time other than looking up at the sky and seeing, you know, a comet or whatever? Yep. That right there, y'all. We, we, we were talking about that. Like, I know we're getting, we're getting deep now, but that thing right now is they say money's the root his money's the root of all evil well, i do believe that money makes people do very bad stuff but that little device right there mm-hmm. man it, it it gets in here mm-hmm. bad the dependency money might be the root of it but that dang cell phone seems to well, be you, the, you, uh, well, well, enabler the, you, of it well also in you know in the bible it talks about you know uh, the sign of the of the beast is, is your hand is the hand um currency all being unified things like that i mean all that's coming together into this thing mm-hmm. and yeah. i mean i'm at a point in my life where these things are super useful don't get me wrong that they, they allow us to do things that we never thought we'd be able to do remotely i mean we've been in deer stands doing I mean, live on Facebook and, you know, things like that and stuff that blows our minds. Because I remember, heck, was it Daniel Thomas and them at Realtree trying to do live turkey hunts on that spring thunder and, uh, you know, be the kind of just show every day when they went turkey hunting live on Facebook and stuff like that, which I think is a great, great thing to attract people to the sports and stuff like that. But like you said, Kevin, it brings out people's worst because – now you've got stuff at the palm of your hand that you can either choose to believe or not believe. And I would say a high, high percentage, way more than the truth is fake. On this, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much information out there, good, bad, and ugly, true, false. It's taking people just to a different place. And honestly, just like if you said, I mean, heck, you can sit in my daggum couch right there and watch the news every day, whatever news channel you want to pick. And you'll be the most depressed person in the world if you sit there and watch news all day because it's crap. It's media-driven crap. But the thing, same thing switching over to hunting. Like, you can sit here and get absorbed in all the hate that's on here, on people hunting, on people shooting this, shooting that, not shooting this, not shooting that. You know, it, we got to get away from it. Yeah, well, the big thing is when somebody picks up their cell phone and they start typing out the words that are in their brain, for some reason it doesn't have a filter. Like if me and you were sitting at a diner talking about hunting, you ain't going to say some of the stuff to somebody's face that they ain't afraid to run out there and type on their little cell phone. The filter all of a sudden don't work. <laughs> exactly. Folks can't take an ass whooping like they used to. That's just what it boils down to. That's right. Well, they ain't afraid of one whenever they're just sitting there talking on the telephone. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like you said, there's going to be haters out there, but at least there's we still have a sense of community a little bit where we band together and support each other. Like everybody jumped jumped in and helped Bonnie, you know, that one time. And then, like, they jumped in to help you after you made that post. So 
The, the, I think I think we are there. There is a family dynamic of hunters. Like when we see another hunter getting attacked by an anti, it's more of a, hey, that's one of my people. Right. When we see a hunter getting attacked by another hunter because they hunt over a corn pile, it's almost like we, you know, whatever. You just don't come to their rescue. You just kind of go like, yeah, there's another one of them guys, you know, yeah, yeah. the 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 Karens of the hunting world or whatever. I mean, I, I could, I'm, I'll, I'll try to find one. Y'all, y'all continue. It's either, it's either that or people start picking sides and the hate gets worse. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have any right now because I've responded to almost all of them or removed them in, in a lot of cases, but on YouTube, on our YouTube, which we've got like 6.9 million views on our YouTube channel in the last 28 days. So there's a lot of traffic coming in and out of there and a lot of comments. Um, like I say, most things are positive, but then you get these people in there that are just like, when there's anti hunters, of course, and that, I, and I get that. That's just, that's just the way their minds are. And that's fine. But especially because I posted some of the, um, the footage uh, from Texas. And I mean, there's giant deer walking around. Oh, oh well, what'd you, what's his name? Did you, you know, do you rattle the feed sack to get him to come in? Um, just because you shoot a daggum 170 inch deer with a bow, all of a sudden you're shooting a tame deer in a fence somewhere, which is farthest from the truth on these videos. And even, even the, the heck the we've hunted places before that, that aren't like, I was telling the story years ago, Kev. We went up there to Wisconsin and hunted with Big E. Remember that? Yep. We did a TV show specifically about hunting in a high fence. Exactly. The, the, this side of both sides of the fence is what I think we called it. And I mean, how many days did mean you hunt up there and didn't even hardly see a deer? Oh yeah, yeah. By day three, we were like, "Hey man, where's this easy? They'll walk right up to you and get shot, deer." Not that we wanted to shoot one that's like that, but the fact is, I just wanted to see it because I didn't see it. Well, and it has a lot to do, obviously, with pressure, and you know, deer are gonna adapt to that. But you can go somewhere there's not a fence where there's zero pressure and a whole bunch of big deer, and shoot, they may walk by you and not even give a dang whether or not you're there because they don't have any pressure. Exactly. I, I'll look to this way: like Lee Lakoski. Everybody out there in the hunt world knows who Lee is. Lee's Lee's a good dude. I've been around him a lot, talked to him a lot. You know. Um, He's killed some 200 inch deer like like nobody's business, you know, free range on his property. But you can go hunt Lee's property, and I'm not knocking it because I don't. I've never been on it. I don't know how hard it is to hunt, but from what I've heard, you're going to go sit there and you might see 10 to 20 deer in a field or 50 to 60 deer in a field late in the season. Brantley's been there and he's told me about it. There'll be 10 or 20 bucks out there and da da da. da just waiting on the right one to shoot I'm, I'm not knocking that because that's awesome that he's built that environment but it's at the same time deer hunting environment exactly it's, it's the cream of the crop for whitetail free range hunting that's awesome congratulations but we all here sitting on this podcast we hunt in georgia we do not have that now we've worked our asses off to get a four acre food plot that we might see 10 or 15 deer in, in the afternoon and they might be 12 does two spikes and a four point by god we had a good time Mm -hmm. we're not going to have that property where I hope we do, but I don't see it happening where we're going to have 50 deer out there and have 20, 25 bucks then and passing three-year-old one fifties to one seventies. It just ain't going to happen. I think a lot of the hate comes from people just not understanding and realizing that hunting and deer, uh, <laughs> the presence of deer when you're hunting is different geographically 
and, and they forget that and everybody's um state regulations are different and and they just they just think how well, however it is in their state or their city or county like is is the is the bible but it just it, it just varies and i, I don't know no, you're, you're well, right. That's where a lot of the baiting stuff comes in. You live right. in a state where you can't bait. All of a sudden, you feel like, oh, well, they're doing it wrong because they live down there where they do bait. Right. And and I'll say this. We, we've we hunted so long. We've hunted here before, like y'all, before we had baiting legalized, um, you know, in our northern and southern zones, whatever. And it was just so hard, like Michael was talking about when we first was talking about my, me shooting my buck. It's just, it's harder to, it's hard to shoot a, a good quality buck here. And now we've got legalized baiting, which is great, but it's not a guarantee. Exactly. It's like, hey, it's helping me out, but I still am abiding by the conservation rules and regulations we have by the state. So, you know, I'm not out here just, <laughs> you know. Well, and. And yeah. people just see this side of, like what you said, that it does help you see more deer. Right. They don't think about that. Like Michael said, all the tons of deer feed that we've fed all year this year, mm -hmm. what that has done to help the deer population in general. And our neighbors. Our neighbors are going to kill bigger deer because of us. No oh, doubt. Yeah. And hopefully they can get on the same program one day and everybody's working together and we got this giant place full of big deer. But Drake Lamb, who came down a video with us and he, he, produces and films with hunting club with philip culpepper drake super good guy but he lives in iowa he came down here earlier this year and killed a nice 10 point with his bow in georgia and this deer you know 110 120 inch deer from what he said and he's like i had no idea it was this hard down here he said he said it is unbelievable how hard it is to kill a buck with a bow in georgia especially in in early you know early season bow season and I got to talking to him. I was like, because Kevin, you and I both, we've hunted Iowa and we've killed deer in Iowa. So we were like, I was like, well, Drake, if 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 I was going to come bow hunt in Iowa, opening day, you know, first season, how how many days would it take me just to kill a buck? He's like, well, what size? I was like, any size. Oh, he said, probably the first day you sit, you're going to kill a buck. I said, all right, what about like a 140, which is a good buck? He's like, oh, you know, on the right property, I mean, good property, couple days in two or three days maybe i said okay what about a booner and he's like okay that's when it gets gets hard up there we're just doing good to get a buck with a bow right of, of almost any size right right yeah i'm so not saying go ahead no i was gonna say so if the haters could only understand that it's different geographically mm -hmm. then i feel like they would just calm the freak down you know, you, and you they would stop with the speech of you guys are bad hunters because it's hard right. for you to kill a deer. They, you, just, if, they, they haven't been there. If you if you let us go to Iowa and have us a good piece of property, we don't have there's no need to have bait in Iowa. There's really not. You especially by late season, because if you got any kind of standing beans or cornfield or turnips, you know, whatever, you're gonna have a pile of deer and you just gotta be patient and get a shot at a big buck. Here, same principles apply. If you have good food plots and food torches late in the season, you might kill a nice buck. But you're going to hunt. You can hunt here in Georgia. And, okay, hypothetical. Say our lease we have, we're not allowed to plant food plots at all. And we don't have – it's just all all the thick junk pine trees we got. The only thing we've got are roads to hunt on. I, what are you going to do? 
That's a needle in a haystack, man. Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't put some corn down them roads or something, a, a feeder, of some sort. you're, you're yeah. just going to be watching a road and up there went a deer. That was a fun hunt, wasn't it? Like mm -hmm. you and might get lucky. You know, people say, oh, well, you go focus on acorns. Well, okay. So you narrowed it down to only two-thirds of our property now is where you're going to go hunt. Yeah. yeah. Two-thirds and in only a couple weeks, like, of the acorns falling. Like, no. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, I just got back from Kentucky, and, like, there were some giant white oaks on this property. And, I mean, they were acorns just – you had to wear a helmet if you was close. They were big old acorn falling. And I'm like, if we had that on our hunting lease, we had three giant white oak trees. Holy crap, man. Like, it would be awesome. But instead, we got six million scrubby little oak trees. Few of them are decent size, but they, they're they everywhere. So if you've got a good acorn crop, your deer are scattered everywhere all over our property. It's like a lot of the bucks that we watched all summer, the reason they're not on camera right now is they're hitting acorns. I mean, that's, we know that's what's happening. That if they don't get shot by the neighbors or us, they're going to be back on the feeders and food plots later in the year. But, like, honestly, it's all geographical. I mean, we've hunted a bunch of different states. Every state is different. In the south, there's a lot of similarities due to, you know, thick cover and different things like this. The Midwest and all that, this very similar because you got a 1,000 acres in Iowa. There might be a 100 acres of trees. Everything else might be cornfields. Yeah, it's tough when all that corn's standing, but guess what happened? When that corn's gone, you got all them deer in a 100-acre wood block, and it's awesome. You can freaking see these giants and get shots at them with your bow. Down here, it's like, I don't know. Let's get lucky. Yep. Yeah. Well, I feel like we uh, kicked this horse about enough, but it uh, just don't hate. Just be nice. That's, that's, right. all, it, that's all it amounts to. So what he's trying to say, Anna, is congratulations on your deer that you very well earned. Even though they may have been some corn out, we don't care what the haters think because you shot your big old book. And now when we go back to the hunting camp, you got to make tacos. Oh, I'm down for or that. Or a backstrap. Mm-hmm. You can do that too. Nah, I can't give up a backstrap by you. I have to, we have to, we have to arm wrestle over that. <laughs> I believe you can take Kevin though. Hey, I got backstrap over there at the camp from one of the deer I killed. We'll eat it if you don't want to eat yours. Yeah, but they weren't this big on that four point. <laughs> yeah, but they will be tender, I guarantee. You, you're right. We cut them with a fork. <laughs> it's all fun. It don't matter what you shoot. Go out there and have a good time. Share hunting camp with your friends. Put the phone down. Turn that damn thing off when you get to the camp. Have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about don't worry about this thing at all right here. When you go in the woods, only use that in case of emergency. Or to let me know what stand I need to hunt. Yeah. Yep. We uh we're gonna hit the road next week heading out to Texas and uh try to give these people something to hate while we're out there. That's my goal. I want all of y'all to come out to woodwork if y'all are haters and hate on these big bucks, so hopefully we knock down. Anna's uh, probably on, on cruise control now. She's done killed her a giant. So she's like, hey, you know, I might shoot me a doe later on or something listen, this morning. No, listen, I'm not on cruise control because I've always wanted to tag out in Georgia for books. Um, never done it. So. I, I was about to say, I saw pictures on her back in the stand that same afternoon. Absolutely. She already had her sights on the next big boy. I, I, I bet I bet she was in a spot to try to shoot a hog too, though. 
I was. Now mm -hmm. I'm doing a little bit of both. I'm not gonna lie, but mm -hmm. I do want to get another book. That's a that's a goal. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. And you probably will. It's early. You got plenty of time. Yeah. Now, now, whenever you get the first one, like the, the first one of the season. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it is, Kevin. That first one. We, me and you both then got that knocked off our back too. It's like, all right, now I, now I can relax a little bit. It's almost like you just, okay. I'm not going to zero this year anyway. I promise yep. you. Yeah. Yep. Got the ice broke. Now That's I'm trying right. to do it again. Well, we're heading out to Texas with the uh, fine folks from 1776 Ammo later on next week. Uh, that season opens next Saturday. Uh, or, or this, not this coming Saturday, but the next. So, but uh, we're going out. We're going to spend a day on the range shooting some bullets and getting them guns dialed in to start hunting Saturday. And we got us, from what I hear, 25,000 acre ranch to go cut loose on. It ought to be a large time. Yep. Anna, we wish you were going. I know. Be maybe going. next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. We maybe we need an ammo girl, Kevin. I, <laughs> ammo girl better be shooting some ammo. That's that's what I'm saying. Girl ain't this girl here ain't she ain't no bullet toter. She's a bullet slinger. That's right. Fun fact, I've never hunted outside the state of Georgia, so Oh, we gotta change that. Yeah, never done that. We'll take you to like South Carolina. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to Florida. No, we're not going to South Carolina. Uh, that's Kevin and my, my nemesis state. We're just going to stay, stay here. We'll be all right. I was going to say, you can take her if you want to, but y'all could tell me about how it went when you get back home. Mm. All right. Well, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hope y'all have a great weekend. Try to get out in the woods, hunt a little bit if you can. I'm going to my sister's for a Halloween party. Things I do in between hunts to keep Very peace. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yep. We appreciate y'all just hanging out with us today. Yeah, exactly. All right. Y'all right, be good. Catch y'all next time. Uh, check us out on Sportsman Channel Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. And a uh, little tidbit of information. We are now officially on Sportsman Channel 52 weeks a year, 10 p.m. We'll, Eastern time will be backwards life forever right there so all right watch or one of the other great air times that we have in your local listings <laughs> or watch anytime on youtube exactly <laughs> or any other social media outlets you just type in backwards life we will show up because we're there there you go all right y'all have a good week great weekend be safe out there shoot them up see y'all see y'all Oh, I hit the wrong button. Now stop. Bye, y'all. <laughs>